Thanks for checking out this message from Coastal Community Church. We hope it's helpful and encouraging. Hey, everybody. Good uh, morning and welcome uh, to Coastal Community Church. Great to see all you guys here uh, in person. And as always, great to see many of you online. Thanks for tuning in and checking us out. I am Pastor Chris. Uh, good morning and welcome. It is Easter. It is Easter. Are you excited? There's so many reasons uh, why I am pumped up today. Again, it's Easter weekend. First and most importantly, Christians, believers all over the world are celebrating the fact that Jesus is alive. 2,000 years ago on Good Friday, God's one and only son, Jesus, was crucified on a cross to pay the penalty, the price of your sin and mine. And then three days later, early on Easter Sunday morning, God's one and only son, Jesus, proved his power over sin and death and the grave, and he rose again, just like he said he would. And that's what we celebrate today and every Sunday and every day here at Coastal. Are you excited about that? Yes, amen. Now, I am also excited because today marks our church, Coastal Community Church's 31st anniversary. Our church, our first Sunday as a church uh, was Easter Sunday, 1990. I was 22 years old, and our first service was at the Old Exchange Building downtown. 31 years now of sharing and experiencing the life and love of Jesus with Charleston and the world. 31 years of doing life together and sharing memories. 31 years of, of sharing the good news of the gospel. And let me tell you something. We are just getting started. God is not done with me, and he is absolutely not done with this church. Listen, and as maybe your grandmother used to say, after Sunday afternoon dinner, hold on to your fork, because the best is yet to come. Amen? Amen. Now, do me a favor, everybody in the room and even online, turn to your neighbor right now, and with great, great gusto, say, happy anniversary. Go ahead and do that right now. Yeah. And to all the single adults in the room, you're welcome. You just got to pretend you're in a serious relationship with somebody. So um, another reason I am excited is because uh, we are beginning, we're kicking off a brand new series uh, today, uh, this weekend. It's a five-week series, and it's entitled Bridges. Bridges. In fact, hopefully you've noticed the uh, constructed bridge right down here in front of the stage. Now, bridges, of course, are a very important part of the life and community here in Charleston. Uh, depending on how you count, there are 14 bridges across waterways in the Charleston community. I wonder how many of them you could name. Now, of course, the granddaddy of all the bridges here in Charleston is the Ravenel Bridge, pictured right behind me. Um, it has a main span of 1,546 feet. It is the longest cable-stayed bridge in the Western Hemisphere. It replaced two bridges, the Silas Pierman Bridge, built in 1966, uh, and then the scary, scary two-lane, listen, two-lane uh, Grace Memorial Bridge that was built in 1929. They were considered two of the most dangerous bridges in America. They were demolished uh, after the Ravenel Bridge was opened. Now, if you've been in Charleston for any length of time, think about all the memories that you've had uh, over bridges. 
Uh, a common bridge memory for literally uh, tens of thousands of people uh, is the annual bridge run. Raise your hand or leave a comment if you've ever run across, walked across uh, the Ravenel Bridge. How about it? Okay, not as, not as many athletic people as I was hoping for and, uh, compared to some of the other services. Uh, but anyway, um, now think for a moment what life would be like without bridges. I mean, we would be separated, lonely people living on islands unto ourselves, never connecting and communicating uh, with the world around us. In fact, for some of you who remember Hurricane Hugo, you might remember when several of those bridges connecting the barrier islands uh, were either damaged or destroyed and then were deemed too dangerous to let people uh, get across to their homes. And we discovered really quickly the importance of bridges. So today, and for the next several weeks, we're gonna be talking about about bridges. Now, the first thing you have to ask yourself is this. Why would anybody ever build a bridge? I mean, seriously, they're costly. They're difficult to build and maintain. Why would you build a bridge? A bridge? Well, the obvious answer is to span a chasm, of course, of some kind, to span a chasm. People on one landmass want to easily visit people on another landmass, and they don't want to have to go through the hassle of having to go down into the chasm, maybe either swim or boat across all the time. So eventually, they'll pay whatever the price is and uh, build a bridge. Now, I tell you why I bring all this up today. Well, because from the beginning of time, when human beings began to wrestle with the concept and the reality of a God, it didn't take them very long to figure out that if God did exist and he created the heavens and the earth, that he was powerful, transcendent, and mighty, and probably a lot holier than you and I. And so honest human beings looked into their own hearts and souls and said, you know what? I don't live up to my own expectations, my own standards, let alone a God. You know, I don't keep my own conscience clean, I, you know, let alone trying to live up to the standard of moral perfection that a God would have. And increasingly, as human beings looked into their own hearts, they saw the presence of darkness, evil thoughts and deeds, selfishness, greed, injustice, prejudice, all the rest. And so over the centuries, religion started to come into focus. And people said, well, you know, if I'm ever going to have a relationship with this God, this holy transcendent being, how is that ever going to happen when there's, there's so much distance between us? When there's this great, great chasm that, uh, that separates us? Now, let me be as clear as I can be today. The Bible says, in fact, that God has actually planted eternity in the human heart. What I believe that means is that despite what people might say or how they might act and behave intrinsically, no one is without excuse, and we all know that there really is more to life than what we can see. I think that deep down in all of our hearts, we actually know that there is something greater and something bigger than ourselves to live for. In fact, the Bible describes God as being absolutely loving and perfect and holy, so much so that not even the, the shadow of a sin can stand in his presence, but... That's where the rub comes in. You see, that's the problem. Because we're not perfect. You're not and I'm not. I mean, we blow it, we make mistakes, we sin. The Bible says, Romans 3, 23, for everyone, everyone has sinned. We all fall short of God's glorious standard. So God is on one side of that great divide and he is holy, he is perfect, and we are on the other side. And the thing that separates the two of us 
is our sin. So, what are you going to do to span that chasm? How are you going to bridge that gap? Now, People will try all different kinds of ways to, uh, to bridge the gap. Some people will try to, in their own power, in their own might, kind of run and jump across that separation by things like being good and moral and keeping rules and regulations, you know, uh, attending church enough, you know, religion. And guess what? That falls short. It doesn't make it. Some people will, you know, try to be sincere. Some people will try to be spiritual. You know, that's how they're going to jump across this grand canyon. But they'll discover that doesn't work either. In fact, again, the Bible says we all fall short. Why? Why doesn't it work? Let me see if I can illustrate it for you today. Let's say for a moment that we're all going to go out to the grand canyon today. Okay? In your minds, we're at the grand canyon, and we're going to try to jump across that great, grand chasm. How many of you have ever been to the Grand Canyon? I mean, it's one of those places, right, that lives up to the hype. It is grand. Now, let's pretend that among us, there is an Olympic champion broad jumper. And he goes out, and he runs, and he jumps 28 feet. Falls tragically to his death. Now, compared to the Grand Canyon, 28 feet is what? I mean, like, that much. Pastor Scott, who was up here a moment ago, he's pretty athletic dude, right? He runs with everything he has. He maybe gets 12 feet, falls to his death. In fact, in the earlier services, I'll go ahead and tell you, I actually said six feet, and then he complained to me later. He said, Pastor Chris, come on, I can step six feet. I said, okay, 12, 12. Anyway, but Pastor Chris, I run, I mean, with as fast as my fat legs will carry me. I am trucking, I am trucking, and then truthfully, I probably trip on some rocks and tumble down the side, don't even make a jump at all. Now, guess what? Which one of us leapt across the Grand Canyon? None of us did. Why? Because it's too big. There's no way. You know, to, the, the point is, maybe some people get further than others but nobody's good enough. We're all gonna crash and fall. Now, think about this. To be good enough to cross the, the chasm to get to God, you'd all have to be what? Perfect. Anybody here perfect? Man, I don't think so. We all fall short. And yet, listen to me, the crazy thing is, you know, and, and really, many times this is church people. We waste an enormous amount of time and energy judging people and comparing how far we think we jump across the canyon to get to God when it might as well be the Grand Canyon. Now, what we need to bridge that gap, that chasm, is a bridge. And the Bible says that Jesus is that bridge. Jesus is the bridge between God and man. In fact, I love how 1 Timothy 2, 3 through 6 uh, from the Living Bible paraphrases this. Listen to this. This is good and pleases God our Savior, for he longs for all to be saved and understand the truth, this truth, that God is on one side and all the people are on the other side, and who? Christ Jesus, himself man, is where? Between them. To do what? To bring them together by giving his life for all mankind. In other words, Jesus is the bridge. Now, here's the cool thing about a bridge. 
You just gotta trust it to get across. I mean, I grew up where there were people who literally would not drive to Mount Pleasant or from Mount Pleasant to downtown if, that, if it meant they had to cross the Grace Memorial Bridge. Why? Because they didn't trust it. John 5, 24, very truly I tell you, whoever hears my word and believes him who sent me has eternal life and will not be judged, but has what? Crossed over from death to life. In other words, Jesus came to earth to be the bridge, and whoever crosses that bridge has eternal life. Now, how do you do that? Well, what does it say? You believe. I believe that Jesus is who he said he was, that he is God in the flesh. I believe that he died on the cross for me, and he showed he was God. He proved it by coming back to life. I believe that he will hold me up. Again, when you walk across a bridge, you have to trust that it's gonna support you, sustain you, that it will hold you up. You have to have faith in it. You see, faith, belief, is more than just mental assent. It is trusting someone with your entire life. And so the question of the day is this. What are you going to do to bridge that gap? That separation between you and God. Now here's the part that absolutely blows my mind. God, holy God, from his side, he saw the great chasm that separated himself from you and me, and he saw the distance for what it truly was, a, a distance greater than, than you and I could ever comprehend. And God knew that no amount of you know, human construction, no amount of bridge, bridge work from our side, you know, being good enough, keeping rules and regulations, would ever be enough to bridge that chasm. It'd be like jumping across the Grand Canyon. So our God, in his great, great love for you, he built a bridge. He built a bridge that spanned the chasm from his side all the way to our side. And he did that by sending his one and only son, Jesus, to die in our place, to, to take the penalty, the payment for our sin. That's what Good Friday is all about. Jesus, the, the perfect payment for our sin, was crucified for you and me. That's what John 3.16 is all about. For this is how God loved the world. This is how, how he loved you. He gave his one and only son so that everyone who, there's this word again, believes in him, trusts in him, puts their faith in him, will not perish but have what? Eternal life. You might actually think of the crossbar of the cross that Jesus was crucified on as actually being the, the bridge deck that spans this chasm of sin from God's side to our side. You see, God has made it possible to walk across a bridge built by his own hands, purchased by the blood of his son. And as, it's as if that when Jesus died on the cross and his hands were outstretched, he was saying, listen, I love you this much. So now, you have a decision to make. It is the most important decision any human being will ever have to make. Do I walk across the bridge that God built for me through Jesus, again, recognizing my sin, that there, that there is a separation? Do I walk across the bridge that Jesus built through, that, that God built through Jesus, his son, or do I just keep up my own little construction project going? 
Do I just kind of try to run and jump across the, the chasm on my, on my own? Even though, you know, I could do that and I'm gonna get about as far as I could jumping across the, the Grand Canyon. But that is a decision that everybody has to make. Now, the good news this Easter, listen to me, and why I am still so optimistic, so hopeful, so full of joy, despite, by the way, what's been happening in our world uh, this past year and what's happening right now all around us, whatever the circumstances might be, the reason I'm so full of joy and hope and optimism is that anybody, anyone, no matter who you are or what you've done, no matter what your past is, no matter how far you think you might have wandered, no, ma no matter how badly you believe you have messed up, listen, you can drop your trowel, your hard hat down today, and you by faith can walk across the bridge that God built from his side to your side. You can come home, and the Bible says that if you will just take a step of faith toward God, that he will run to you, he will make up the distance. You can come home on the bridge that Jesus provided when he went to the cross on your behalf and on mine. That, my friends, is the Easter message that is resounding all around the world today. A bridge has been constructed and we by faith can walk across it. Now, what happens when we get to the other side? What happens when you actually come into that relationship with God, when you walk out in faith? Well, out of, this is how it is, not out of trying to earn something, but out of absolute gratitude and love for what he has done for you, you now just want to get to know him and grow in this new relationship with him. So you begin this kind of ongoing daily conversation with God. You listen to what he says by reading his Bible, which is his love letter, by the way. His love letter written to you and me just to show us how to live. And then this is so cool. He starts reconstructing our lives from the inside out through his Holy Spirit that now lives inside of us. And then, I wanna tell you something else, another thing that God is going to do when you and I walk across that bridge. He is going to give you, listen to this, the nature of a bridge builder. No kidding, in a way it's almost like it is this family trait that gets passed down from the father to all of his children when you walk across that bridge through faith in what Jesus did for you. Now, here's what's gonna happen. You're gonna develop, you see, we become bridge builders and you, you start to develop a very distinct distaste for the chasms and the, the division that you see in your own life and in the world around you. You see, when you have a, a relationship with God, then when you have these relationship problems or division or this, this separation with other people, it bothers you. You know, when, when there's these hurt feelings or distrust or misunderstandings, man, it keeps you awake at night. You see, not only is Jesus the bridge to eternity, he is also the bridge, Jesus is the bridge from brokenness to restoration. 
He is the bridge from division to reconciliation. And those are just some of the bridges and some of the things that we're gonna talk about in the weeks ahead in this series. And through his word and his Holy Spirit, God is gonna begin to speak into your heart and he's gonna say things like, reach out. You be the first one. You be the peacemaker. You be the one to make that call. Because as a bridge was extended to you, you extend a bridge to somebody else that you have a distance with, a chasm with. Hey, the truth is for an awful lot of people, Easter Sunday dinner is going to be a difficult experience because of all the chasms in your family. Monday mornings are tough for a lot of people because there are chasms that exist there at work between people. And today, if I were to ask for a hand raise in this room, online, of how many of you have had, you know, experienced breakdowns in, in marriage, or how many of you have had a breakdown, a chasm that exists between parent and child, between family members? How many of you in significant relationships or friendships have had strains, have had difficulty? Listen, if we were all honest, and this is church, right? We gotta be honest that every hand would go up. And if you were just to look at it from a human perspective, Okay, in our power, in our strength, you know what you'd say? Man, no way. There's no way that that child and you know, his or her mom or dad, they're ever going to be reconciled. There is no way that the animosity, the chasm that is in that marriage is ever going to be spanned, right? No human way. And I'd probably agree with that. But, but, here is the wonderful good news of Easter. The Bible teaches that the same power that brought Jesus back from the dead, the, the same miraculous, supernatural, divine resurrection power is available to God's children, you and me, when we walk across that bridge. Ephesians 1, 19 and 20 says it. I also pray that you will understand, listen to this, the incredible greatness of God's power for who? Us who believe him, this is the same mighty power that raised Christ from the dead and seated him in the place of honor at God's right hand in the heavenly realms. You see, God gives his children resurrection power. But there's another chasm that's gotta be talked about, gotta be discussed, and it will be crossed. And that is the chasm from Death to life. And it's a subject that we don't like to talk about very much. Causes quite a bit of uneasiness in people when you talk about, about death and that final chasm that we all have to cross into the next life. And yet, you know, we're also shocked when someone dies. And yet the death rate, okay, we've learned a lot about that recently, but the death rate in our country and in the world, guess what? It still hovers right around 100%, okay? But it's still a shock, isn't it? I mean, we all have like this low-grade denial going on about death. Now, it might happen to somebody else, but not me. We all think we're Benjamin Buttoning, don't we, right? Oh, no, it's never, never gonna happen to me. But part of what drives this denial, I think for a lot of people, is that they're not exactly sure what's gonna happen on the other side. So they don't wanna think about it. And they're not sure they're prepared to meet a holy God. 
And so we do with all things, you know, that we don't want to talk about, we just shove it under the rug, right? Now the Bible actually comes right out and says, listen, this is a reality you better deal with because it's something that is inevitably coming your way. In fact, go back to John 3, 16. It says, for this is how God loved the world, how he loved you. He gave his one and only son, again, as a bridge, so that everyone who believes in him, puts their faith and trust in him, will not perish but have what? Eternal life. The Bible says you can have it, you can know it, you can be assured of it, confident of it. Now, man, if this past year, 2020 and and already now 2021, has taught us anything, it is that we live in an uncertain world, don't we? I mean, we live in a world with crazies, COVID, cancer, and crashes, and yet, There was a point in time when God, the loving heavenly father said, I don't want any of my children to live in constant fear. And I don't want them to live in fear of death. So I'm going to make it possible for you to be sure, confident that you have eternal life. Man, this is another great piece of good news about Easter, that when Jesus rose from the dead on Easter Sunday, he built a bridge into the next life that all of God's children could walk over. You see, Jesus is our bridge into heaven, so much so that we can look forward to it. We can actually, instead of fearing it and dreading it, man, we can have a a sense of, peace and hope and anticipation about it. I have known friends and loved ones, and so have you, that because of the, their physical infirmities, because cancer was just eating away at their body, they, and they were in so much pain that they actually looked forward to walking across that bridge into the next life. I have known many people, and so have you, that have watched their loved ones' minds be destroyed by dementia or Alzheimer's, and and so that they looked forward to the day when they would be reunited again, and they could cross that bridge into the next life. And some of you here today, many of you maybe online, you have physical infirmities. You've maybe had them your whole life. Many of you might be carrying around emotional scars, psychological wounds that you've had your whole life, and you needed to be here today so that you could hear this, the promise, the promise stated in Scripture that because of the resurrection of Jesus and the bridge that he built into the next life. You will be transported across that bridge when you die and you will be given a new body and a new mind and all, all your scars will be healed. So often we think about being transported from life to death. Uh Uh-uh. That's, it's just the opposite. We are going to be transported from death unto life. You're not going to have to worry anymore about COVID and cancer and terrorism and disease and a recession, all the rest. The Bible promises in Revelation 21, he will wipe every tear from their eyes and there will be no more death or sorrow or crying or pain. All these things are gone forever. Amen? Amen. Listen, that is our hope because of the resurrection of Jesus and the bridge that he built. So, 
Here's how we're gonna close our service today. And it's gonna be, I believe, very special and very powerful for many of you. I'm gonna pray, you know, kind of like we normally do and move into what we call here at Coastal our response time. And the response time is where we encourage everyone personally to respond to the word and the worship of God. You know, yes, it's where you fill out that connect card that Pastor Scott talked about earlier. It's where you give your offering. You know, you let us know about your prayer request. We've got a great prayer team that would love to pray with you and for you in the days and weeks ahead. In fact, in the room, one of the benefits of coming in person is that we actually have members from our prayer team that'll sit on the front row during this time to my right, your left, and they're typically wearing a red lanyard. If you even see them around the room today, you can just step up to them and say, hey, would you pray with me? And that's what they're here for, and they'll do that now. Now, we're also gonna give everybody in the room and at home a chance to take the Lord's Supper, communion. This is a a simple and yet so sacred meal that Jesus himself instituted. And he said, do this in remembrance of me. And if you're in the room, there's actually a little prepackaged cup underneath the chair right in front of you. If you're at home, we would encourage you to use uh, maybe a cracker or some bread or some juice. And again, they're symbols, but they represent something so beautiful. It's the, the body of Jesus, the blood of Jesus. And again, it's something that we do here at Coastal on a regular basis, but there is just something special about taking it on Easter weekend as all around the world Believers are being reminded of what Jesus did, what his death and resurrection accomplished for us, about that bridge. And so we would encourage you uh, to take the Lord's Supper today. Again, the only requirement is that you have placed your faith in Jesus. Now, but there's gonna be something else that we're gonna do today. And this is the fifth service. We've done this all week and it's been so powerful. During this time, we're gonna give everyone in the room a chance to literally and physically come up here in front of the stage and walk across this bridge from right to left. And our worship team is gonna come, they're gonna sing as we move into this response time, and you're gonna, and it's gonna represent different things to different people, okay? First of all, in a symbolic way, as you walk across this bridge, for some of you here today, this is your way of saying, you know what? Man, today is the day I am finally going to lay down that hard hat and that trowel. I'm gonna stop this craziness of trying to bridge the gap of sin on my own, my own effort, um, and try to you know, work or earn or whatever. I'm gonna lay it all down. And I'm gonna walk across the bridge that was made for me through what Jesus did on the cross. And by doing so, it's a symbol that I'm saying I am fully trusting and relying in what Jesus did for me and I'm gonna put my faith and my trust in him as my savior and my Lord. Now, many of you in the room have already done that. But I think today you needed to see this bridge and hear this message because you needed to be reminded that you do have resurrection power and you do need to extend a hand to somebody that you've been having a relational distance with. It's very possible that many of you need to walk out of these services this weekend and you need to make that phone call. You need to send that email, set up that meeting, get to that person's house, and you need to go up to them and say, you know what, I honestly didn't think that I had the power to do this, the courage to do this, but something miraculous, something supernatural happened to me at church today and I have been reminded that I have resurrection 
power to say, I am sorry. Or let's try again. And as just a symbol of that power that you possess, not because of your strength, but because of what Jesus did for you, I want you to come and walk across this bridge. And there's probably an awful lot of you here today that just needed to be reminded about the hope of heaven. What a day it is going to be when we're all gathered together at the feet of Jesus and there is no disease or crying or death or pain. And we're gonna be reunited with those who have gone on before and it's gonna be a celebration. And you just need to be reminded of that today. And I wanna encourage you to come and walk across the bridge. And then there's probably some of you that just needed to recommit your life to Christ today. And um, be reminded that you're a bridge builder. You're a peacemaker. You ought to be that one who's loving and reaching out to the world around you. So come. And I know what you might be thinking. Pastor Chris, that pretty much covers everybody in the room. You know what? It probably does. But I just think every so often, you'd see this all throughout the Bible, you see it in the Old Testament. You know, sometimes I think there's just something physical that God's people need to do where you just, you know, it's almost as though you just drive a stake in the the sand and say, you know what, I'm making a commitment today. And I realize that, you know, those of you who are watching online, you might think, oh, Pastor Chris, I don't have a physical bridge to walk across. Well, you're right, but I wanna encourage you today to make these same commitments in your heart during the response time. I wanna challenge you to, to walk across that bridge in your own heart and mind. And then all of us, everyone, in person or online, here's what I want you to do. Take out that Connect card, and I want you to let us know the reason why you walked across the bridge. What did it mean? What did it represent for you? In fact, on the back of it today, it says, Easter week in 2021, I walked across the bridge. And for me, that meant I gave my life to Christ today. I was reminded that I have resurrection power to build that bridge. I'm reminded of the hope of heaven. I'd like to commit my life to Christ. I'd like to get baptized at our beach baptism at Folly at uh, June 13th. Whatever it meant for you, Let us know about it. So I'm gonna pray, and then I wanna encourage you to come and walk across the bridge, and Pastor Chris, I am gonna lead the way. Bow your heads and pray with me. Dear Heavenly Father, God, today I thank you for your word, and I thank you for Jesus, the bridge, your son, the bridge, who spanned that chasm from sin to you. And Lord, today, as we, in a symbolic way, walk across this bridge, I pray that there are many who would fully trust you and put their faith in Jesus, your son. I pray that there's others who know, have been reminded today that they do have resurrection power and they can do their part to, to bridge that gap. I pray for others, God, that because what's just been happening in their life and in the world, they just need to be reminded of the hope of heaven. Lord, I thank you for 31 years here at this church. I thank you for all the memories, for the life, for the love. And and Lord, we truly believe that the best is yet to come. And I pray that we will continue to lift up Jesus and proclaim the good news of the gospel for all to hear. We pray all these things today in the name of Jesus. Amen. Amen. Let's walk across the bridge. Thanks for listening. 
From Pastor Chris and the family at Coastal Community Church, have a blessed day.